Hey, Pawn family, and welcome to episode 85 of the Pawn Leaders Podcast. I want to thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for uh, leaving reviews. Thank you guys for being part of the Facebook community. If you're not part of the Facebook community yet, go to facebook.com and search for Pawn Leaders Podcast Community, where we consistently chat about everything leadership, marketing, and strategy to help you grow your pawn business. Now, uh, this week's guest is Brian Bordenick from Worthy.com. Uh, I was connected with Worthy.com as I was trying to find different outlets for pawnbrokers to sell their diamonds and jewelry. And uh, I had a chat with these guys. They seem really cool. Looks like their process is, is uh, very new and different. And so um, stay tuned for my chat with Brian and how Worthy.com works for you and how they can help you essentially uh, turn your inventory faster if you enjoy their process. Before we get to that, uh, of course, need to talk about my friends at Podium.com, sponsors of the show, uh, hung out with them at the Pawn Expo. I'm, I'm great friends with Tom now. Tom is such a nice guy and he really, really cares about the industry. And if you haven't signed up for Podium, you are missing out. I was at a pawn shop yesterday and they were showing me uh, their Podium reviews and how in like three weeks they went from 22 reviews to 97, just super quickly. The manager was telling me how easy it is to use. She was also telling me how, you know, how nice it is to get a text message on your client's phone. And inside the store, the client leaves you an incredible re review on Google. And we all know that better Google reviews equals more bodies in your store. So check out podium.com slash leaders for a special discount for the listeners. And uh, once again, go to podium.com slash leaders. And now back to our show with Brian from worthy.com. Hey everyone, my name is Igal Adado and this is the Palm Leaders Podcast. A podcast to help you make more money, stress less, and live an epic life, all while working at the pawn shop. Brian, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. No man, thank uh, you. know that we, we connected a couple of months ago. I listened to exactly what Worthy.com does and I think it's a great outlet for some pawnbrokers. And before we get into that, let's explain exactly who you are and what Worthy does. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Brian Bordanik. I'm the head of business development at Worthy. And what Worthy is, is uh, it's a, it was started as a consumer to business platform. A lot of what we do is from uh, bequeathed estates, so death uh, and divorce, where consumers from all over the country are sitting on inventory and, and not sure necessarily what to do with it. So we take in that inventory. We don't take an inventory position and we host a two-day auction where we sell back to the trade. So a really great way for people in the trade to get their hands on inventory uh, and also for consumers to create a competitive bidding process uh, for, their, for their stones. Awesome. So recently you guys have uh, taken a dive into the pawn industry. Um, kind of explain, Brian, why, why that is and what benefit Worthy has for the pawnbrokers. Yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm, I, I would have a couple months ago, maybe a year ago, called myself a pawn noob, but I, I feel like I'm, I'm learning a, a tremendous amount from, from our relationships in the pawn industry. Um, and, you know, one of the reasons why we started to get into the pawn industry is just because we felt as though we were uh, working with people and we didn't even know it, uh, which is kind of crazy. Uh, and secondly, I think we really were able to satisfy a need uh, that a lot of people within the industry had. So 
you know, we were meeting pawnbrokers who uh, wound up in a liquidity crunch, which happens in the industry, especially for some of the non-large uh, chain stores. Um, and we're sitting on, in some cases, uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of inventory uh, in, in stones and loose stones and settings uh, that they weren't able to necessarily move through the consumer side of their business. Uh, so that didn't necessarily line line up for us. So when we sort of peeled back a layer, we said, hey, if you're sitting on this inventory, uh, unfortunately, you know, the way that the diamond industry is heading as a whole, um, you know, some of those things uh, aren't, aren't coming back. <laughs> so um, what we're able to do for a lot of those in the pawn industry is take a lot of that inventory that's been sitting uh, in a safe uh, and be able to create uh, a liquidity event for them uh, and relatively quickly. So from the time that someone enters in information on our, our, our system. And then uh, what will happen next is we'll basically, we print out a, a, a prepaid shipping label for them. We bring it in. If the stone isn't certified by uh, GIA or, or another uh, uh, certification house, we'll actually send the product right back out the door uh, to have it certified. And the reason why we do that is because uh, a lot of people, everyone who's bidding on our, our stones on our site are, are bidding sight unseen, except for what the information that we're, we're presenting to them. Uh, so it's just the, the certification number, uh, high resolution video and photography that we actually take. Uh, so once all of that's done, the pawnbroker then can, can set their, their minimum um, and say, hey, look, I got into this for $20,000. I'm really looking to get out of it. Worst case scenario for 19000 whatever it may be. Uh, and then we host a two-day auction where we marketed it out to you know almost a thousand buyers across the across the world, and one of two things happens. Uh, one is the auction closes at the end of the two-day period, and uh, it's over the nineteen thousand dollars in this example. In which case, we send the stones out the door uh, and we wire the money directly to the pawnbroker. Or the second, let's say they set the reserve at nineteen thousand dollars and it hits $18,000, well, then we'll give them a call and say, what do you want to do? Uh, you can sell it for that price or we'll pay to have it shipped back to you. Um, so that's been a really, just really successful that we've been able to work with people in the pawn industry. Uh, and it's, it's been a really fun and, and interesting sort of growing side uh, of, of the business for us. So, I mean, I, I'm remembering my days, you know, at the shop with my brother, uh, getting into a, a cash crunch, needing money to pay payroll, obviously going and melting gold and, and getting the stones and either waiting for a show or calling the diamond guy that we know by the time he kind of comes around and, and we kind of cut a deal and we get some money on that. So what you're basically saying is that the pawnbrokers can send you the stones. Um, you'll certify them GIF if necessary, if it's a you know one carat above or, or whatnot. Then you put them up on auction for two days and you've got you know a network of 800 to 1,000 buyers, they'll bid. And if the pawnbroker likes the bid, then they accept, you wire the money, and it's golden. Yeah, it's, it's, pretty, uh, it's pretty straightforward. And, and look, uh, this is something that uh, everyone listening to this podcast knows, knows a lot better than, than, than I do. Uh, but I've gotten to learn this a lot over the last little stretch, which is those liquidity crunches are, are, are real. Uh, those cash crunches happen, and, and, and they're tough. But it's also very rare that a pawnbroker winds up in a, in a liquidity crunch like that and isn't sitting on a, a fair amount of inventory. Um, and that's another way that actually we've been working with people in the pawn industry. So, you know, when you take yourself out of the, the you know, what we're going to call, and I'm using air quotes here, major, major markets like New York, San Diego, LA, et cetera, uh, and someone comes into a pawn store, and this happened to us the other week, you know, someone comes into the store with a $100,000 piece, chain, 
stone, whatever it may be. Uh, well, you know that there's a deal to be had. You probably feel good making a loan against it or taking an inventory position. But at the end of the day, now you're stuck with a $100,000 piece that you probably can't move in, in said market. Yeah. Uh, and that's been a huge way that we've worked with a lot of people in the industry where they're like, uh, great, we got into this for a deal. Uh, but now we actually have to move, we have to move this uh, piece. And instead of, you know, that happening in a, in a smaller market where they're going to be able to move it, but they're not going to be able to move it at the price they want, we're able to expose it to people all over the world. And I, and I think that that's been another really good way for us to work with people within the industry. Okay. I also want to m mention, I mean, you, we're talking big numbers here, $20,000, $100,000. There's a lot of pawnbrokers who are listening to this who might make a deal on a, you know, a $6,000 store where they paid $2,000 for it. And in their market, they can't, you know, they can't sell that item or it doesn't move as fast. And so you gave the example of a $20,000 stone, get for 19, but there's also the possibility of if you paid two, it's worth six, you might get five for it, you know, and, and that will happen quickly because you've got a thousand buyers looking at a stone as opposed to like one dealer going around. So instead of them offering you three for it or three and a half, because they've got to make a margin, you've got somebody offering you more money for it. Is that correct? That is correct. And there's two things that you brought up there that I think are worth, worth talking about. So one, I always talk about the big stuff because that's what I get like really excited about. But our bread and butter is really in that like 1500 to 2500 range. And we, the only thing is, you know, that we always tell people to keep in mind is that we're selling back to the trade. So where we really need to have like a minimum value of $1,000 back to the trade, but that like our sweet spot, like where we live all day long uh, is in that $1,500, $2,500 range. And, and we move a lot of product there. Um, so that's, that's a, just something that they kind of put out there. The, the second thing that I think is really interesting is that, you know, the, a lot of the pawn industry is based on, on relationships and, and those relationships uh, over the years are, are great when you wind up in some of these cash crunches and things like that. But a lot of what we've learned uh, that happens at the sort of the local level is you have someone who stops by the store and they stop by once a month, but every other once a quarter, and they're going to pick up all of your one carrot to three carrots, your two carrot to four carrot, your princess, whatever it may be, they're going to stop by and they're going to pick those up. But unfortunately, uh, this is where the, the friendship can kind of come back to haunt you a bit here, which is that, you know, people are like, Hey man, give me a, do me a, do me a solid here. Give it to me for a little bit less. Uh, and when you have a 15, 20 year relationship with that person, we're all, it's human nature, it's, we're all inclined to sort of help our friends out. What we've been able to do uh, and, and what we've sort of seen from the pawn uh, leaders across the country is sort of a desire to put a little bit of distance between themselves and that individual or group of individuals so that they can actually fetch the best price. So it's, um, you know, at the end of the day, look, changing systems is hard. Uh, you know, diamonds, uh, they're an interesting commodity because no one's like, oh my God, thank you worthy for coming along. I've been sitting on a shoebox of diamonds and I can't sell them, right? Like you're always going to be able to move the stones. Uh, what we're saying is, you know, explore a different system, explore a different opportunity because we're going to get you a few more points than, than you've gotten historically. And I think that's been the real sort of value add that we've brought to the table is both ease and, and uh, increase in value. And I think the, the, the best part about it was that the first time we spoke is that if you don't like the price, you get the stone delivered back to you. So there's no real uh, loss there. Um, obviously, you guys take a, a small percentage, just like if a pawnbroker was selling on eBay 
or if they were selling on, on another platform like Gunbroker or whatnot. So that's, I mean, I want to make sure that that's out there in the open and clear. But also a question that somebody might have is, hey, doesn't Worthy kind of compete uh, with me in some way, you know, selling where you guys are a consumer to business. But the truth is when I think about it, it's there's market for everybody, right? Like your customer is going to come in and you're going to buy that stone. You're going to pawn that stone. And this is just a, a way to think outside of the box to be able to sell those stones and make more points on it, have more people look at it. Because you might have somebody interested in Miami for that 1.5 carat stone. And in San Diego, there's not that big of a want for it. Something like that might happen. And so you might get a couple more points on it, making it 500 bucks more, $1,000 more, as opposed to just being in your local market. Is that how it works? That's, that's, uh, that's, a, that's a really great way to think about it, uh, for sure. And, and I think at the end of the day, uh, like, look, you're always going to, the best, the best thing you can do as a pawnbroker or sell to a consumer, right? Have someone come into your shop and pick it up for full retail, right? Uh, yeah. We're not competitive in the full retail sense, right? Like, we tell this to our consumers that come to us, which is that, you know, if you have a private buyer for the stone, like, they're going to fetch a, a better price than we will. And, and so what we're, what we're doing is if you are going to sell back to the trade in any way, shape or form, we're going to create a very competitive, very short and, and, and very targeted uh, bidding process for that. And uh, yeah, we take a success fee, but it's, we call it a success fee because like the only time that we actually get paid is, is when the, uh, the pawnbroker actually sells their stone. So it's, it's really funny. You know, this is like one of my favorite parts about, about dealing with people in the pawn industry. They're always like, come on, get me a better, you know, come on, like you can pay a little bit more. I'm like, we're not taking an inventory position, but it's just so funny because it's like so ingrained. It's like we are, uh, it's been a really great way for us to align with consumers uh, and, and with those in, in the trade to say, look, we're in this sort of together. Uh, we're going to market the stone the best that we can because, you know, the only time that we get paid is when, when you get paid. That's awesome. So you guys, again, you guys aren't taking a position on the stone. You're just brokering it out to the best bidder. And the fact that there's a thousand bidders, you might get a higher price. Now, just so that people know, um, you know, how many stones are being shipped to Worthy a month? How much business are you guys doing at the moment? I mean, you guys aren't just like a small startup operation now. No, it's, uh, unfortunately, uh, I'm in my apartment right now. Otherwise, you'd see behind me a team of uh, gemologists and salespeople and operations people and safes and security cameras everywhere. Uh, the company is still a privately held company, so we don't uh, uh, share uh, overall sales figures. But I will tell you this is one of the coolest things about the company is, is being there early in the morning when the FedEx uh, <laughs> people come and there are a cart upon cart upon cart uh, of of uh, stones uh, being brought in from all over the country. I mean, we're hosting uh, hundreds uh, upon hundreds of auctions uh, a, a month. So it's it's pretty uh, it's a pretty amazing thing because the market has been so fragmented for so long, um, and, and pawn included in that. Uh, you know, and it's been really awesome to to sort of make it a little bit more of an efficient process, uh, both for the buyers and for the sellers. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I think you know at the end of the day. What we're seeing is that for the people who are on the buy side of our platform, that you know they're able to acquire the goods that they need without having to run around the country or or, or sort of these like uh, amalgamated kind of processes that they put together over the years to make sure that they're satiating their demand. You can kind of do it in your underwear at your computer, uh, which is a you know, and that's worth something uh, to people, which is why we usually see a, a higher price than people see it in the market. Now, if the pawnbroker goes to worthy.com, do they have? do they get to see the auction or is that kind of like a different platform that's mailed out to the trade? How does that work? 
Yeah, good question. So um, when a pawnbroker or someone listening to this podcast is like, hey, that sounds really interesting. I'd like to give it a shot. They'll go to worthy.com. They'll sign up. They'll sign up as a, a store. Uh, and then they'll get routed to me uh, or to one of our uh, customer service uh, people to help them kind of walk through the account. Now, once they go through the, the process of submitting information on their stone or group of stones, what will then happen is uh, they'll be in our system and they'll start to receive notifications via text or email uh, at every sort of step of the process. Their goods have been delivered to us, their goods have been sent out for certification, the goods have come back from certification. Um, and then they're actually able to watch their auction uh, in real time and see what's happening. So they can kind of see where it's at. They'll get a notification when it concludes. Uh, you know, for a lot of our friends in the pawn industry that they're on the consumer side, you're selling an engagement ring. It's a one-off process. For a lot of people in the pawn industry, they're sending us, you know, uh, 10, 20, 30 pieces uh, of, of goods. Uh, you know, it's a lot to sort of manage, but they'll get notifications when things are ending and starting at, at sort of whatever frequency they want. Um, to be able to kind of track it and see what's what's going on. So look at the end of the day, I think the, the value add is like, if you have something that's sitting in, in your safe shoe, wherever it may be, it's, it's worth going through the process one time, um, you know, with a couple of different pieces to see uh, the process unfold. And we do specialize in, in, in stones, but we also uh, have a really uh, strong and growing business in uh, gemstones and in watches uh, and estate pieces. And it's not just, it's not just, uh, you know, stuff sitting in shoeboxes. We talk about inventory turn here all the time on the podcast. You know, there's a lot of people who will put out a two carat stone and, and try to sell it in their showcase and it sits and it sits for a year and two and three. And at some point you start losing money because yeah. if you don't turn that money and put it back into pawn, you're essentially losing money. I mean, me and my brother, we did the statistics. I think it was like, if we don't sell, hard goods, which are like electronics and stuff within three months, we lose money. If we don't sell gold within six months, we lose money. If we don't sell diamonds within nine months, we start losing money. And that's at a 4% rate. I mean, if you're in a state that's doing 20%, you're losing money much quicker. So for me, the biggest thing is to find ways to be resourceful. And that's why I brought you guys on the podcast, because for me, it's how do I, as a pawnbroker, become resourceful and find ways to move my merchandise so I can take that cash put it back into the pawn balance and make recurring revenue over and over again. So that's why I brought you guys on. I think that's imperative for people to, to give you guys a shot to check it out and see how it works. If they like it, great. If they don't like it, that's their thing. But for me as a pawnbroker, I know that I always wanted to find a way to move my stuff. I mean, we would go to the swap meet and sell. We would do uh, tent sales for our general merchandise. We would hold wine and cheese nights for our top, buyers because we wanted to move merchandise and that's what the name of the game is move merchandise so you can grow your palm balance and uh i know that if they go to worthy.com sign up it's just a different mechanism different way of having these stones being shown to your network of over 750 dealers that's exactly that's exactly right get them get them out of your hands because i i'd make the argument that any inventory, like the more efficient and the quicker that you can get on turning your stones, just putting the cash back in. And I think that's one of the big, big things about the industry is that we're all sort of waiting for someone to come along and, and buy it at retail, right? And, and I totally understand that. Um, but it's a, uh, I bet when people really look and they analyze their inventory, there's been some stuff that's been sitting there for a really long time. And that's it, a lot of it is, you know, these things go in style and out of style uh, really quickly. And they 
decreasing. I mean, I'm preaching to the choir here, but yeah. Yeah. I, I think that being able to get rid of these things and get rid of them quickly at a great value is, is the name of the game. Yeah. And, and the biggest mistake pawnbrokers make are, is, excuse me, um, being emotionally connected to a piece. Like when you get emotionally connected to that three carat ring because you gave, you know, you got such a good deal on it. You want to sell it retail and it sits there for a year or two. I mean, we just had David Geller on who talked about the importance of turning your merchandise and talked about the importance of, of moving that jewelry and how, how and when it starts losing value if you don't start selling it. So um, palm brokers, palm leaders, go to worthy.com, reach out to Brian. How can I connect with you? If yeah, you uh, they can reach out. Well, mine, mine's a little bit complicated, my email, but they can just uh, email our, our general info at or help at, uh, and once they sign up as a, as a store on worthy.com, they'll be connected to me directly. Awesome. So once you go sign up on worthy.com, that's www.worthy.com and you sign up as a store, Brian will uh, shoot a message to you. He'll get connected with you. Um, guys, if you have not uh, checked out Worthy, go to worthy.com. Brian, thank you so much for being on the show and, and actually building a, a different platform so that pawnbrokers can be resourceful to move their merchandise. I, I, I say this all the time, move your merchandise. Stop sitting on it, stop holding it, move it, find different ways. And worthy.com is one of those options. So thanks for being on. That was a pleasure. Thank you. Awesome. And once again, check out uh, the Facebook page. Uh, go to facebook.com. You can go to the Palm Leaders Podcast Community. If you have any questions for Brian, I'll put uh, the email on the show notes. And stay tuned for the next episode of the Palm Leaders Podcast.